Backstage, it's the hometown crowd. Now the band, Bell's Atlas, I see them taking the stage. They're from here too. It's about to be fire, no fear. Snap Judgment, live at the Paramount. Listener discretion is advised. So, I'm 16 years old, and I'm standing at the edge of the Niagara Falls, hoping this roar of water will drown out my father's lecture. But pops is in rare form. Boy, you're hard-headed. You gotta learn from God's authority. So we're at this church festival and he knows as well as I do that they, they're not enough deacons and apostles and ministers to watch all of these young people. They can't do it. He knows this. Boy, you listen to me? Yes, sir. Don't be talking to none of them girls, neither. What do you think I'm there for? I got my target locked. Back up. Fine! She's from upstate New York. I say, hey, Becca, let me show you around. Knowing good and well, I've never been there before. Take her to get some of that Niagara Falls fudge. We go to the Ripley's, believe it or not. And it's in front of the wax museum, Waxy Dolly Parton, that I reach out my hand and she holds it, squeezes it. And I know the good Lord loves me. And I don't even like haunted houses, but we're going to the haunted house because I just want to hold her hand. And it's right past the, the Frankenstein's monster, past the dark bin, but she tells me that she wants to tell me a secret. I've been down and we kiss for like 30 seconds or two hours. Or I don't know, but walk out into the sunshine and see her mother. And she's screaming and shouting. There's spittle coming out of her mouth. She says that I'm a seducer, that I'm evil, that it's evil for one race to fraternize with another. This is an outrage. And she grabs Becca's hand, shoves her into a car, and they pull off. Because, yeah, there's a rule against that in my church. And I'm invisible no more. Everybody's on the street. You should have seen what happened. You should have seen it. You should have seen it. The next day, I'm sitting in my parents' station wagon, and a girl who is not Becca comes and gives me a note. You know who this is from. She walks away, and I smell it, and it smells like she does. And I, I can't open it. I can't open it. I open it, and in this flowing cursive script, she said everything that I want to hear. That 
she's so sorry for what happened, but that we're almost old enough to do whatever we want to do, that we don't have to follow anybody's rules, that we can write to each other, we can keep in touch, and we can be together forever. She asked me to write every day, and I do. For a while, then I write every week, then every month. And one evening, I get a phone call. And it's her, it's Becca, and she sounds small, and she sounds scared. And she says that she just can't take it anymore, that it's just too much, that she has to get away. And she says, uh, can I come stay with you? Having her at our house is against the imagining of my community. No way is this going to happen. But I have to help her. Hold on for a minute. And I start this long march upstairs to my parents' room knowing that any moment this volcano is about to blow. I knock on the door. My father is sitting there at his desk reading the Bible. I decide to just say it. Pops, I have a girlfriend on the other side of the country. She's in some trouble. She wants to come here. She might be in a church. I think she's white. Is that all right? Where is she? She's in Buffalo, the Greyhound station. He reaches over and hands me his wallet. My credit card's in there. Get a ticket here. And I wonder who this person is. Anything else? No, get out. Yes, sir. <laughs> and a day later, I pull our freshly washed station wagon up to the Greyhound station. And I see the bus pull in, and she's, she looks tired until we lock eyes. And she looks beautiful again. And she rushes out, and she gives me a huge hug, and she says, I knew it. I knew we were always going to be together. I knew it. I get her luggage, and she says, you might be in some trouble. Word? Yeah. Um, my mother found some of our letters. Uh-huh. She told the cops that I'd been kidnapped by Negroes. She didn't say Negroes. And we laughed even though it's not funny. And then I take her back to our place and she meets my mother, my brother, my father. My sister says, oh, you're so pretty. And I can see her relax when she says it. But she hasn't relaxed in a long, long time. 
and I just want to keep her safe. And we're eating dinner as a family, and there's a knock on the door. My father gets up to get it. It's our pastor. He's tying his tie. He's slicking back his kind of blonde, grayish hair. Bill, Bill, I understand we got a problem here. We've got a big problem. I just want to make sure you're going to be in the church tomorrow. We all going to be up in the church. And the next day we all are. Dead center, me in the middle with Becca next to me. The pastor comes up and he gives a sermon on the sins of the wrong kind of person being with the wrong kind of person at the wrong kind of time. And I've never hated this person before. Never hated this pastor, but I hate him now. And after church, my father tells me that the ministers want to meet in the back. Of course they do. Go back there and the pastor's sitting there, two minions on either side. And he gets right to the point. Bill, we've decided that this girl is going to go to the home of a white family. Deacon Vanderjack will make all the arrangements. And I get up to protest. My father puts his hand on my shoulder. As this young lady has requested to stay in our home, she will remain welcome until such time as she sees fit to leave. Are you questioning my authority in the Lord Jesus Christ? If the shoe fits, we're leaving now. All right then, we're leaving. Pops, you know, um, you know we kicked out that church. You know you kicked out the church. That church we dedicated our lives to. Boy, what I always tell you, to do what the pastor said, to do what Jesus said do. And Jesus always listened to his father. So you listen to your father. Never, ever make a young girl believe you are going to do something you are not going to do. I can't even look at him in the eye. And the next day, Rebecca asked me if I love her. I tell her the truth. I don't know. And we both cry when I say it. Next day, she says that she wants to go stay with her sister. And I can't believe it's not the church, the parents, the forces that be that are keeping us apart. It's me. The Greyhound bus, it pulls off and she does not even look back and I sit there wishing, hoping to believe in something, to believe in anything enough to make this it's pain. Somebody else's fault.
Snap, we've got big news. Right now at snapjudgment.org, the Snap Judgment comedy video available nowhere else. And you might lust after the beautiful Snap Judgment pin. You can wear it to let people know that you snap. Snap Nation, all kinds of snap stuff, snapjudgment.org.